Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you real quick on this Monday with a heavily requested podcast episode on the Netflix documentary Game Changers, uh, which is kind of talking about the you know vegan, plant-based uh, lifestyle approach to eating uh, and living, for that matter. Now, I tried to load this uh, yesterday in segments, and we're having some issues uh, with our equipment here, so hopefully this one comes out clean for you guys. So if some of you heard snippets of a similar episode, you're not mistaken, but this will be the final version because I think we have everything rocking and rolling now. So um, I didn't want to do this podcast. In fact, I'm really short on time, so I'm going to give it to you guys as straight and as raw as I can um, because I feel like most of my peers in the fitness community and industry have sounded off on this enough and given their two cents. And so I want to start off by saying I'm not trying to vilify any way of eating. I have no financial stake in pushing you guys one way or the other in terms of eating, whether you, you know, believe in, you know, all vegan, all plant-based, or if you're all carnivore, or if you're keto or paleo or gluten-free or somewhere in between. Um, it does not matter to me. I want you to find something that is healthy and sustainable for your lifestyle. Now, with that said, uh, Game Changers, again, if you guys are not familiar, it's a documentary that's on Netflix. I'm not trying to give it more plug and publicity and play than it's already getting. I watched most of it. So just full disclaimer being crystal clear here, I've watched most of the documentary. I have not watched every single second of it. I scrubbed forward in a couple of parts, um, but I got the gist of it. I've watched enough of these documentaries or docudramas over time uh, to, to see where they're going with it. And typically what I do is I'll watch the film or I'll watch most of it and then I'll go research, you know, who is part of the film, not only who are the actors in it, who produced it, who funded it, what companies and what other interests do they have in there. And usually what I do is I follow the money. And, and I'll touch on that a little bit more uh, in a second. And in terms of these kind of documentaries, I've seen probably you know, no less than 10 over the course of my, my fitness career. I think, you know, from Super Size Me uh, to uh, Food Inc. to Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead to Forks Over Knives to Fed Up, um, you can name them. Now, again, I'm all for people educating each other and giving out, you know, good quality free information. My problem with it is, is pushing people to do something from extreme ends of the spectrum. I think the point of view is so extreme here, and that's probably my biggest issue. And again, if you look at all this stuff over time, it's all cyclical. You know, the opposing views of things have happened before. They're going to happen again, and they'll keep continuing to happen over time as long as there is money involved on one side of the fence or the other. And the best example I can give you that's currently going now is like kind of this game changers where the vegans, where this vegan lifestyle kick, all meat is dangerous. If you eat it, you'll die. And then we have, you know, the smaller, you know, more recent carnivore camp, which is only eating meat and never eating vegetables and saying, if you eat vegetables, you know, you won't absorb anything and essentially you'll die too. Now I'm being overly dramatic when I say that, but that's kind of the world that we're living in right now in terms of in the fitness community um, or in people in terms of eating it, depending on who you follow and what you watch. If I go back to when I first started in, in fitness, and I don't know how long ago this goes back, but remember people pushing like, you know, gomilk.com, like, you know, milk.com is a site you can go and it'll tell you all the benefits of milk and how great it is for you and how you should drink it. And then there's quote unquote, not milk.com, which basically says if you drink milk, you're going to drop dead. Now, again, I can give you a hundred examples of this. It's the same thing with, you know, the keto folks, you know, they think if, if you have a cinnamon roll, you know, 
you're going to die or you're going to lose all your gains or something crazy is going to happen. So there's always going to be these opposing points of views that are so extreme on each end. Now, to me, it's the extreme examples they show in these documentaries and films that are scare tactics. They're, it's scare marketing, in my opinion. They're meant to freak you guys out and show you the best and worst examples that kind of feed into their narrative. So when you think about it, right? These documentaries or docudramas, as I like to call them, what they're doing is attacking one side to prove their point, to capitalize on you know your decisions and choices to make money off you eventually, in a whether it be a direct way or circumvented in a roundabout way. And so as the saying goes, follow the money, guys. Now, let me say this. I am not opposed to people making money off of you know their beliefs. I am all for it. In fact, I make money off my beliefs here. But if I was to, you know, film a documentary on Netflix and I, you know, put a couple million bucks behind it and I was trying to push the way that we train at Jeremy Scott Fitness, which I believe is the best, I'm obviously going to go pro Jeremy Scott Fitness workouts and how we train and how we eat and how we live here. What I would have to do to make it sexy enough and sensationalized and to scare you into coming here is vilify something else, telling you, CrossFit is horseshit, or Orange Theory is horseshit, or F45 is horseshit, or fill in whatever fitness brand I'm trying to knock down to make mine seem better, to scare you why you shouldn't go there to force you to come here. Now, I don't believe that. I think if you love CrossFit, do CrossFit. If you love Orange Theory, do Orange Theory. If you love F45, do F45. If you find value in it and you enjoy it and it creates balance and makes you healthier and happier, then by all means do it. Hence, why I wouldn't make a documentary because it would be terrible and I wouldn't sell nearly as much as somebody who has this extreme, you know, fatalistic point of view and saying, you have to eat all plants, you can't eat meat whatsoever. That's what's going on here. And if you look at who is involved in the film and who wrote it, these are typically lifetime vegans. These are people who have a pro-vegan agenda. If you look at the people who are funding the film and who are behind it, these are people who all have a significant you know, a rather significant financial stake in, you know, plant-based protein companies. It's kind of like pushing a, a, a one-sided bullshit point of view to make, to scare you into making a decision. And again, let me say this one more time for you guys. I have no issues with, with being vegan. There's a lot of people who are vegan who crush it. We know them personally. We've seen them. They perform well. Uh, they look great. They're strong. They're functional. It's amazing. I also think you can crush it eating only meat for if I want to go the other end. There's a lot of people I know on the carnivore diet who only eat meat. They eat no vegetables whatsoever. They seem healthy. They seem strong. They seem functional. And they seem to crush it. It seems to work for them. I personally believe both ways can work. I believe multiple ways of eating can work for multiple people. That's my two cents. My issue with trying to force somebody to go 100% all plant-based and never eat any meat from animal sources whatsoever is the long-term lifestyle adherence. I think that has a really low conversion rate for most people. That's my, my whole takeaway from all this is I don't think the long-term lifestyle adherence rate for most people going completely vegan or completely keto or completely carnivore or completely paleo for that matter is really, really low. In fact, I think probably the vegan stuff is, is probably one of the lowest because it's really tough to do. For one, you're missing out on, on tons of food you probably love and, and enjoy to eat. Um, 
also the fact that the the foods that we eat and drink are so closely tied to our social culture in terms of family get-togethers, holidays, parties, events. It makes life way harder in those situations, in those arenas. Now, can it be done? Sure, you can travel you know, and be in multiple airports and multiple countries and only eat vegan. It's way tougher. Like, you can go to holiday events and parties and things and only eat vegan food for sure, but you're going to have to either bring your own food or prepare it or have your friends be on board with what you're doing. It just makes life tougher. And I think it can happen when life is going good. And that's kind of the the biggest kick in the face here. It can happen when life goes good, but when what happens when you get busy? What happens when you're stuck in traffic? What happens when you miss a meal? What happens when you're you know, in a terminal where you don't have access to the food that you would normally eat? What kind of decisions and choices are you making then? When you get stressed out, when a loved one's in a hospital and you have to be there for basically two days nonstop, are you diligent enough and are you motivated enough to see it through then? To plan, to prep, prepare your food, to drive out of the way, to get a delivery to you, to really stick to the script when life is not perfect. That's what I think is going to be tough for most people who watch this documentary and then just try to jump into a straight vegan lifestyle. Now, can it work for people? Sure. A lot of type A A people here we have, it does work for them, but they're already super motivated anyway. They could pick any eating style and it would work for them. The average person, I think, will struggle because the biggest issue for most people is they can't even exercise regularly three, four times a week. That's the real conversation. If a normal average busy adult human with a real career and you know a dog and with kids and that travels for work or travels for pleasure if they can't find time to come into the gym three or four times a week you think they're going to become a lifetime vegan like that the outlook is not so good i think the percentage for most people is very 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 low in terms of that just because it is very hard to adhere to now if you're a very self-motivated self-disciplined you can hold yourself accountable and you're committed to it because you have such a strong why and a belief for eating vegan i think that you can watch game changers and it can kind of you know push you that direction but what I think will happen for most people who watch a documentary like that, and again, this documentary is not unique to any of the other ones. It's just it's going 100% all plant-based. And there's been ones before this, and this one is just done a little bit differently, and they're showing extreme examples of elite athletes and powerlifters and all these things, and I think that's great. Um, and it's awesome that those guys can do that. But what, what most people will start off, and they'll probably die off in one to three months of eating a completely plant-based vegan lifestyle devoid of all animal proteins, uh, and those things. I think the average person will probably make it one to three months. And then most of those people will go back to eating probably their typical, you know, bullshit processed diet uh, that the average American eats, or let's go back to some sort of, you know, a balance and a mix because it's easier to include multiple food groups in what you do. And if you're not super motivated and you're a little bit lazy, you're going to go back to your old habits, rituals, and routines. And all these movies, uh, and again, whether it be Game Changers or the, or the products or the books people are making money on, I don't think they're doing it from a neutral stance. They're not giving you both sides of the fence because if they were, I don't see how they can say, you know, eating a piece of, you know, wild-caught salmon is going to be terrible for you. How Eating a piece of, you know, wild, you know, halibut is going to be terrible for you. How eating, you know, organic, fresh, lean ground turkey is going to kill you. How eating omega-3, legit, 
organic eggs is going to, you know, cause you to drop dead. So that's my biggest issue with this. These movies and the, the books, I don't think they really care about you up front. They might want to give you some information that basically confirms their current belief system, but they're trying to push you one way or another. Um, they're trying to scare you into doing something, you know, that kind of fits the hole they want to put you in, for lack of a better word. I think most, you know, vegan people off the cuff are going to struggle to adhere to the lifestyle for the fact that it's harder to hit macros if you're trying to look a certain way. Now, can it be done? Sure, but it is much tougher. I think there will also be deficiencies in their diet from certain things, just like there would be if you went all carnivore or if you went... Again, there's a lot of minerals and nutrients from meat too, though. So again, um, I'm not against vegans. I'm not against plant-based stuff. I'm not against eating veggies. In fact, every single nutrition log I've ever looked at and reviewed, other than like probably the, the 10 rock star people I have, when I go into their nutrition logs every week, probably the, the one thing they'll tell you I say is eat more green veggies or just eat more veggies in general, but the greener, the better. Um, I say it to my clients all the time. Shit, I plug Athletic Greens a lot because even me personally, I struggle with eating four to five servings of greens per day. It makes me too bloated. I don't feel good afterwards. A, I only eat twice a day, so it's really hard to shove in that many greens into meals without you know becoming a fart monster and being the grossest human to be around because I can't digest all those raw or steamed vegetables that quick in that short amount of time. So I uh, take Athletic Greens, and I tell you guys to. Side note, here's, here's me making money. If you guys want to Pick up some Athletic Greens. I'm happy to send you a link for 20 free travel packs. It's been a game changer for me. It helps me get my micronutrient goals and ensure I'm getting at least that part of the veggies in while I eat as many greens as I can as possible. So again, I'm just like everybody else. I'm not against making money, but I do believe in a good balance. And I take Athletic Greens because they don't taste like shit and I make sure I'm getting in all my veggies for the day. So again, I'm a fan of vegetables. I think most people should eat way more plants. But I also have a crazy idea. What if... Now, hear me out here. What if we ate a balanced diet, hold your breath, of vegetables, green vegetables, orange vegetables, red, white, purple, anything you can get your hands on, the more veggies, the better. Now, also, what if you had some grains? I know that sounds crazy. What if you had some oatmeal here or there? What if you had some rice cakes with peanut butter on them? What if you had, you know, avocado toast here or there in hear me out. What if you threw in some fruit? You had a couple bananas a week. You had an apple or two. Maybe you had some oranges or you went insane and you threw some pineapple into your life. And holy shit, would it be insane if we had some wild caught salmon? We had some grass fed beef here or there. We had some lean chicken or some lean turkey breasts in our lives. Would that not be just completely bonkers, right? Or to throw it all in, we also exercised three or four times per week and we got quality sleep and we didn't abuse alcohol and drugs and we didn't eat a bunch of sugary processed shit. Would that not work just as well as going all completely plant-based? I think you'd be okay if you're eating wild-caught salmon that's fresh. I think you're being okay if you eat grass-fed beef. I think you're okay if you eat legit organic omega fortified eggs. Now, I say that because I think a balanced lifestyle for most people is more attainable and it's more realistic for the long haul. And I don't really see the point if you go vegan for six to 12 months, what does that prove? Now, 
again, if we have people here who have, you know, if, again, if you have pre-exposed heart conditions, there's something like you're pre-exposed to, like maybe your family has a history of heart health stuff, and there's certain things you are or aren't eating because of that, respect, I get it. Or if you have a certain autoimmune disease and you don't eat wheat, so you go gluten-free, I, I get that. Or there's certain things where if you eat certain vegetables or meats or things, it causes you to have an allergic reaction. I understand that, but for most of you who aren't on this a special protocol, you know, from your doctor, I don't know what the benefit is if you go vegan for, you know, six to 12 months. What does it really prove? What does it really help? And what's the benefit if you go back to your normal routine? Minimal to none, I guess is what I would say. And the quote I'll share with you guys before I take off is this. I had BJ Kudur on the podcast, one of the first interviews I did with him, and he said something to me that stuck with me ever since, and it's a phrase I've used multiple times. And I asked him about, you know, diet and what his two cents were on all these protocols. And he he said to me, and I quote, if it's not sustainable, it's not attainable. I'll repeat that again. If your eating and lifestyle is not sustainable, it's not attainable to get the results that you want and keep the results that you want over time. It's too hard. You're going to quit. You're going to crack. You're going to give up. You're going to have too many slips and stumbles along the way because it's going to feel like it's forced. It doesn't feel like it's a sustainable, natural, attainable lifestyle. And that's why I think the extremes don't work for most people or they work for a very short amount of time and then they always wind up back to where they started or program jumping from the next hottest thing, the next documentary, the next eating protocol, the next book, the next coach, the next, you know, scare tactic and fear platform that pushes them one way to the next. Again, for the last time, I think it can work. If you're the type of person who can see things through, if you're very motivated, if you're very diligent, if you have a lot of self-control and you're doing it for a really big reason. But for most people who can't even do basic exercise three, four times a week, for most people who are not willing to do mobility work in foam roll even twice a week, I don't see how they're going to cut out entire food groups for the long haul. It seems highly unlikely that they'll make it a lifestyle. I think a lot of these documentaries and films, they're just made to kind of freak you guys out. And I think they're playing you guys. And you can't be a sheep and you can't just believe everything you see at face value. You have to take in the information, do your own research on top of that, consult a fitness professional, consult your physician, consult all the people around there. And then you make an educated choice beyond that. But you have to kind of follow the money and see who's making money off of pushing you from one direction or the next. Now, lastly, I'll say this. If you are a vegan and you're doing it because you believe it's better for the planet and you have some, you know, whether it's religious beliefs or some, I guess, ideological beliefs about the earth and the state you're, it's in right now and the state you're leaving it in, respect. I, I, I praise you for that. I love the planet just as much as, as you guys do. And I'm super cool with it. My problem is with these films and with the books and with people who go so hard one direction, you can't use scare tactics to get people to buy your books, to buy your movies, to buy your vegan products and proteins and powders and shit. Um, I don't think you're really helping people when you do that. It's hard enough for most people just to get healthy and fit as it is without all this fucking misinformation out there. Because it really is tough um, to kind of sift through all the bullshit because it can be confusing and it's tough. And and sometimes if you if you get people in you know the right state, it, it it freaks them out and it scares them. And now they're making all these kind of rash decisions and they don't have the coaching and the resources and the full understanding to make an educated choice moving forward. 
And so hopefully that helps. Uh, I made this. A lot of you guys have probably got 100 plus requests on Instagram. That's why we tried to put it together yesterday. I'm sorry you got the segments got kind of messed up. And uh, Dale Chang, hope that answers your question. Dale's one of our uh, athletes here that we work with. He was wondering about it too. Um, again, I think it can work for anybody. I really do. I just think there's going to be, A, the adherence rate is really low for most people. Two, it gets really hard when life gets hard. It's harder on social functions. It's harder when you're traveling, if you're that kind of person. Um, and also, I do think you're going to have certain deficiencies in your diet that you're going to have to supplement um, through supplementation, whether that be like through an athletic greens or, you know, taking, whether it be like, you know, a B12 or whatever you're short on in your, you know, whether it be vegan or carnivore or keto or paleo, whatever you're short in that, these dieting protocols, you're going to have to kind of make up the gaps between there. And again, I'm a fan of everything. I really am. I'm not vilifying vegans. I think they're great. Um, I think we, most of us can all eat more plants and we'd probably be better off. I just, it's really tough for me to get behind something that is so extreme and so crazy. And again, like I always say, do you, do what works for you, do what works for your lifestyle, present it to people from a very neutral point of view of what the benefit is and let people decide from there and don't try to scare them into, you know, choosing your camp or your side or your team. Um, Just really let them have the free will to make the choice based on all the information, not just like your biased point of view, you know, that solidifies your current beliefs to push them into your camp. I'm not a fan of that. And I hope when you guys listen to me, you don't feel like I'm doing that to you. Uh, Again, I come from the intermittent fasting world. I've been fasting for over a decade. I love it. It's the way I live my life. I think it works great for me, and I think it works great for a lot of people. Do I think it's for everybody? No, it's not. There's a lot of people who do terrible on fasting. They're not great with it. They don't have the mindset or the self-control, or their body just doesn't agree with it the way that mine does. Um, so again, I'm not going to try to sell you you have to do eat the way I eat because you don't. I wouldn't wish my lifestyle and eating style on anybody. It works for me and what I do. Like, in terms of that, like I like athletic greens. I like the way it tastes. I think it's the best tasting greens out there. It fills my cup. I think it's great. I'm happy to offer it to you guys. Is it the only greens out there? No. You could take fresh. You could take amazing grass. You could take 19 different other kinds. And then you pick what you want based on how it tastes for you and obviously the financial investment you want to make in it. It's just like protein powders. There's probably five or six protein powders I like. Now, are those the only five that are out there? No. Like, I think, you know, J-Lab makes great whey protein, so I'm happy to take it. I also think Vega Sport makes great vegan protein. I'm a fan of both. If I feel better on one or the other, then that's up to me. But I think it all can work for somebody. I'm just not a fan of scaring people into completely giving up entire food groups, entire macronutrients, and saying, if you eat meat, you'll die. If you eat vegetables, you'll die. If you eat toast, you'll die. If you eat butter, you'll die. Like, it's just too extreme. In my opinion, I think the best case for most people is eating a balanced diet of proteins, and that could be animal proteins. It can also be plant-based proteins, but I'm a fan of animal proteins because I eat them, and I think they're fine for people in moderation and when they're the right ones. I think we can eat vegetables, green vegetables, orange, red, yellow, white, anything in between. I think you can have some grains in your life. Again, if you have celiac disease, you can get... The gluten-free grains, I think you're okay with it. If they fit your macros, I think healthy fats are good. I think fruit is fine. Again, should you eat 14 bananas in a day? No, but 
I don't think bananas are the reason most people, you know, gain 100 pounds of shitty weight. Just throwing that out there. So I think a balanced diet of proteins, veggies, grains, fruits, water, healthy fats is all amazing. And that is inside macro ranges. So add a deficit for fat loss, add a surplus to, to build muscle and gain size, not abusing alcohol, not abusing sugars, getting quality sleep, not stressing, living a healthy, balanced lifestyle is probably the best case scenario for most people. It's probably the easiest way for you to hit your macros. It's the easiest way for you to get micronutrients. It is the most attainable and sustainable way for you to look and move and feel the way you want, not just this year and next year, but for the next 50 years of your life. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Um, and I hope this comes out clean enough because we have some issues with the app, but I should be good to go. So I appreciate you guys for listening. Thank you for requesting it again. Uh, what I'm saying really is nothing new. Um, I've read like five other reviews and I've watched like six other videos of people talking about, uh, game changers and basically the same way I might have a little bit different spin on it, but I think anybody who comes from kind of my camp of, of health and fitness, I think a balanced lifestyle is the most. And again, I have nothing to financially gain by pushing you to be vegan or, or keto or carnivore or paleo or gluten-free uh, than anybody else does. I, I think you should make your own decision for you and find what works best for you in your lifestyle. And again, if you want to listen to, I did a podcast on the carnivore diet months back when I tried it for like, you know, two weeks. Again, I felt fine on it had no major issues. It got kind of boring. And, uh, there's, there's too many foods I like, uh, you know, outside of the meat category that I want to eat. And it's the same thing for plant-based stuff. I I have no problem trying the vegan lifestyle for a week or two, but I like meat. I do. And I don't feel bad when I eat it and I feel good on it. And I guess people could say, well, Jeremy, you don't know because you haven't given up meat for two weeks, I I guess, but I can't imagine feeling this much better. I wake up at 3.50 in the morning every day. I regularly work, you know, 15-hour days. I work out hard as fuck. Um, I feel like I look good and I move good and I have energy and I'm inspired. And I just, I feel well eating the balanced lifestyle of food that I eat. And when I eat things that don't agree with my body, I'm mindful of it and I know. So that works for me and that's my take on it. Hopefully you guys enjoy the point of view. If you have not watched the documentary, feel free to watch it. But like anything you watch, always look, is there a hidden agenda behind it? Are they saying things that are too extreme? And typically when it's for, it's entertainment, right? We have to be smart. If it's on Netflix, it's not meant there to be like a bland, neutral take. That's why any documentary I would make would be terrible because it's like, I'm not going to vilify, you know, somebody else to, to put me up on a pedestal or vice versa. I'm not going to, you know, have this crazy appointing view. And there's everything in life, you guys, you can always find, you know, opposite ends of the spectrum, whether it's, you know, milk.com or not milk.com, whether it's the Yankees or the Red Sox, it's Michigan, it's Ohio State, it's, you know, Democrats and Republicans. I mean, you can literally go down the list. There's always going to be competition from one end to the other, and they have to almost really go hard in their direction to solidify their belief system and what they do if they want to push you, you know, to make a purchase or to buy something or to do something. And I think you really have to be mindful of that when you're out here because there is so much information that's amazing and great. And there's a lot of, you know, just, you know, fear mongering and a lot of people trying to scare you into doing certain things. And you don't have to be scared of meat. You don't have to be scared of vegetables. You don't have to be scared of fruit or grains or water. And in my take is, and again, I come from a background of, of people with, you know, alcoholics and, and drug addiction. I'm not even against those things. 
I'm not, I don't think alcohol should be outlawed for everybody. I think some people can drink alcohol in moderation and they can use it in their life and they can be fine. Again, I grew up around people who I've seen the horrible side effects of prescription drugs. I'm not going to vilify all prescription drugs. If I get sick and I have a sinus infection, I'm going to go get a fucking Z-Pack. I believe it's okay. I'm not going to push you. Oh, you can only do natural healing methods. I'm against all prescription drugs because I've seen people abuse them and die from them. No, I think there needs to be more education around those things. I think there needs to be, you know, probably more regulation and we have to be careful with who we prescribe things and who we give things to and what access we have to things. But I'm not going to vilify all things to all people because you have to go on a case by case basis. And that's what it is. You guys have to make the decision for yourself. And again, I don't want to scare you into one decision or the other, but watch it. Don't watch it. But I believe most of you will be more successful in your life if you find some form of healthy balance with what you are doing and making it a attainable and sustainable lifestyle that you can do forever is the ultimate key with all of this. So hopefully you guys enjoy that. Any other requests, hit me up. Let me know. If you're on iTunes right now, stop. Don't be a lazy ass. Drop me a five star if you have not yet. Just scroll down the podcast app, hit five star, leave a comment. I truly do appreciate it. And if you're obviously on your Mac or your iPad, open up the iTunes icon and just do the same. I truly would appreciate it. And if you want to share this with a friend or family member who's not going to get offended by it, who may be you know, all vegan or all carnivore or somewhere in between, at least gives them kind of a neutral point of view of my take on it. And again, you can be successful eating any way that you want to. I'm just a huge fan of finding something you can do forever that doesn't vilify a different end of the eating spectrum. So until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please, you guys, just keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.